Welcome to CoveyCast, where faith is unfiltered and voices are heard. And here's your host, Mr. Matt. Hey, hey, what's going on? I'm so glad to be back. Um, so, yeah, let's, let's go ahead and start that off. So, uh, question, uh, you have the question, Kevin? Right. So, the question of the day, I need you to give you your first name, and then the question of the day is, what is your favorite flavor of ice cream? Mm. Oh. Uh, my name is Aiden, and my favorite flavor is cookies and cream. Uh, my name is Carrie, and mine's mint chocolate chip. My name's Aviana, and mine is Oreo. My name's Evelyn, and mine's chocolate. My name's Ashlyn, and mine's probably strawberry. Uh, Mr. Matt, and my favorite ice cream, cookie dough. Um, I'm Addie, and my favorite flavor is black cherry. Um, my name is Gabe, and uh, my favorite is banana raspberry. Uh, my name's Nolan, and my favorite ice cream is vanilla. My name is Ron, and favorite ice cream is chocolate. My name is Turner, and my favorite ice cream is cookies and cream. My name is Jacob, and my favorite ice cream is vanilla. My name is Jack, and my favorite ice cream is chocolate peanut. Is is a shake still ice cream? Yeah. It's kind of like, is a hot dog a sandwich? No, it's not. No. no. Yes. no. Yes. Two pieces yes. of bread and a hot dog is a It's a sandwich. You don't go to a deli and see a hot dog in the sandwich. A hot dog and a hot dog. So, it's so a is a hot dog. dog a sub? No, a hot dog is a hot dog. Oh, That's what it is. It's, it's is a hot dog. It's, it's not a sandwich. It's not a taco. It's a hot dog. I hit, I hit a nerve <laughs> with Aiden. All right. So, I was trying to think of what the topic of the day would be. I thought about you guys being more involved in the church. I did communion today, which I think is awesome. And it made me think about why we do what we do, why we believe what we believe. So, the question is... What makes us a Christian? What makes you a believer? I guess an easy one is going to church. Why, why, why do you believe in, in God? Why do you believe in Jesus? Why do you believe what you believe? And this is meant to be a tough question. So, Jack, you said church. You guys, age, you're made technically to go to church, right? At what point, are you in your point right now in your life where you're like, hey, I want to go to church? Yep. Some of us? Mm-hmm. And it's okay if you're not at that point yet. It's good. I enjoy actually going to church. Why? I don't know. Something to do. A bunch of people you see at church every Sunday that you don't see otherwise or not. Learn about God. I mean, it's just a good setting, good place to be. So, mm-hmm. so I enjoy going. Yep, and that's that's why one church is important is because you're around people who believe in the same thing you believe in, um, and when you surround yourself with those type of people, it kind of and fellowship with those people, it, it builds that. That faith level, um, the belief. So with that said, does anybody know or remember kind of the first step in your faith journey that happens to you in the church to kind of signify your belief, your religion? Like when you get inducted into the church as a member? Okay. give you like your first Bible. So confirmation. Think before that. Baptism? Baptism. Anybody remember their baptism? Nope. Uh, no. I was, no. no. I was like three. No. No. I was like a baby. To be fair, three when one. people are get baptized, it's not like as soon as they get it, the babies are like, I'm a part of the church now. It's just There's one signification for yes. when you're older. Yep. So <clears throat> do you know why we get baptized? Clean us of our sins, I think, pretty much. So it's, it's a way that our belief says, hey, you... Have an op- you have an opportunity to get rid of your, your old ways. Be baptized of the water. Be baptized um, of the Holy Spirit. Receive that Holy Spirit. You're, you're free of your sins. So that kind of starts our 
faith building and our faith journey. Then you go into confirmation, which you guys talked about receiving the Bible. What is confirmation? Uh, you kind of like learn about the church and go through lessons and stuff about how the church was like created, what it's about, what your church does and what they believe in. And then you can get like inducted in and become a member of that church officially. It's kind of like your own choice to become a part of the church yourself instead of just being like brought along by your parents. It's more of like an independent thing. Confirmation is just our faith's belief that you've been baptized and now you're old enough in confirmation to say, you know what, I'm ready to be a part of the, the church, the church of body. And you are now technically taking on the responsibility of what it means to be a church. And that's doing what you guys have been doing. Um, you know, you're reading scriptures, you're helping with communion, you're helping with ushering, you're out there in the community. Uh, and that's all about being part of the church and confirming that, hey, I am now part of you and I'm ready to serve as the church needs me to serve. So that's kind of the next step. So you got baptism and you got confirmation. The step after that, don't think too much into it. Kevin's looking at me like, uh, I, I should know this. What is it? I guess being a part of the church, just helping out with different things, going to church, of course. Yeah, so you know when Pastor Darren goes, you know, go out. You know, now that's the next step, is to go out and make disciples of men, right? And when I say men, I mean everybody. What do we actually believe as Christians? That there's a God, huh? Yeah, that's Jesus. That, uh, Jesus right? You know, gr growing up and when I did like um, children's time down in front, they always ask you a question. What's the answer? Always. Jesus. 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 Right? So we believe, uh, one, Jesus is the son of God. We believe that Jesus is God incarnated, right? He's Jesus is God in human form. Uh, we believe that Jesus um, was a teacher, right? We believe that Jesus suffered and died for what? Us. Us. Us, our sins, right? We believe that he went to hell. We believe he defeated sin. And we are now free of that sin. So, now what? Spread the word. Spread the word. Spread the gospel. So, confirmation, and then what we believe makes us Christian. So, anybody know how we can display that? It's in the Bible. How we are told to display and behave and act. Uh, love our neighbors and help our neighbors, something like that. Yeah, so... I'll read it to you from 1 Timothy 4.12. And this is Paul writing to Timothy, who's one of his young disciples, followers, um, students. It says, Let no one despise you for your youth, but set the believers an example in speech, conduct, in love, in faith, in purity. So we talked about words. So as Christians... We should be careful of our words, right? Use them wisely because we talked about two weeks ago that it could hurt people or it could build people up. And even in just 
playing or joking, that can still cause harm. Because at one point, that can go too far. Then you have conduct, you know, that's just the manner in which we behave, right? So how are we behaving towards others, the actions? Then you have love, like you said, Jack. Love one another, love thy neighbor, love thy enemy. And how hard is it for us to love our enemies? Pretty hard. Pretty hard. Pretty Pretty difficult, yeah. Yeah. Especially our, our friends, maybe, that maybe have hurt us or wronged us in some way, to forgive them. I believe that forgiving and love kind of go hand in hand. Then you have faith. How strong is your faith? How devoted are you? Are you studying every day? Because, like, for me, going to church every Sunday is a good thing, right? And But if you're not consistently uh, devoted and committed to learning about your faith, about God, about Jesus, you're going to fall off, especially as you get older. When you go to college, there's no one there to force you to go to church. There's no one there to force you to read the Bible. It's up to you now. It's up to you to make that a priority. Because there's a lot of things out there that are going to be grabbing for your mind and your, your, your heart and your soul. And if you're not equipped with your faith, it's going to be easy to get lost in all that. And, and then purity. And that kind of goes into what I was just talking about. Like, what are you feeding your mind? What are you feeding your eyes, your soul, your heart? So when you're playing games, what games are you playing? How's that affecting you? If you're listening to music, what words are you hearing that may be affecting you? What movies you watch? What shows you watch? How is that affecting you? And are you keeping yourself pure? So those are kind of the examples uh, Paul writes to Timothy. And then he continues, uh, Timothy 4, 13 through 15, to be, uh, calls Timothy as he's teaching out how we need to behave and conduct ourselves as Christians. He says, be devoted, don't neglect, practice, and to keep a, a close watch and to be persistent. Be dedicated, devoted, persistent, prioritize your faith and you learning about your faith. So when we have these conversations, I ask you a question like, oh, you know, X, Y, Z. You're like, Jesus, baptism. Because I'm telling you right this right now, because this led me into thinking of something else. You guys say you're Christians. And you say, after you're confirmed, you're going out and talk about your religion. But how do you talk to non-believers? Because if you're not equipped with your religion, trust me, they are. They know verses. They can speak them off the top of their head. Because they want to make sure that your religion does not exist. And if you're not ready to battle that, you're going to lose. Because when I tell you, like, when you go from youth group to college and there's no one forcing you to go, I lived that life. I'm not saying I did bad things. I just stopped going to church. It wasn't a priority. Reading the Bible wasn't a priority because you get swamped with work. You get swamped with family. Now I got kids. I got life, right? But as I get older and realize my time is getting shorter, being in the position I am as y'all's youth director, it's made me realize I got to step up my game. Because when my time does come, and I don't know when it's going to come, but I want to be ready. How are you going to handle a conversation that looks like a non-believer saying, hey, tell me about the crucifixion? What are you going to say to make it sound not like a magic act? 
Oh, the guy died and he rose again. It's getting deep in here, and I'm sorry, but this has been on my mind. So, do you think you need the kind of brush up on your your faith? Yeah. You believers, mm-hmm. right? So, what would you commit to yourself right now to get better in your faith? I guess try to read my Bible every day. I'll commit my time to help out with all these different things and volunteer. Yeah, and, and, and even doing mission work, that's a great way to build your faith. And I think it's a great way for us to remember how lucky we are to have what we have and be able to do what we can do and then to minister to those those folks. What else? Ladies at the end, what, what, what can you commit to yourself right now? I don't know. I guess I could like, like what Gabe said, read the Bible and like pray and stuff. Easiest thing right there is just to pray. How I many of y'all pray at night? I try to them sometimes. sometimes. I if I remember to. Yeah. I was in the bed last night. I went. How many don't pray because you don't know what to say? Oh, mm. yeah. I promise you that doesn't matter to God. You can just bow your head, close your eyes, and literally just say thank you, God. I think the most important thing to our God is that you just stop and give him just a little bit of your time. And I think you guys are in a good position as youth to start building upon your faith now. So you don't get to a point in your life where you're like, is it too late? It's never too late. Okay, so I've heard this. This was, a, believe it or not, I heard this in a DC talk Christian song back in the 90s. <laughs> Matt Hurry knows what I'm going to say. <laughs> so, uh, but it, was, it hit this perfect. So anyway, it's a quote by... Uh, uh, Brennan Manning, and the quote is, The greatest single cause of atheism in the world today is Christians who acknowledge, who acknowledge Jesus with their lips, walk out the door, and deny him by their lifestyle. That is what an unbelieving world simply finds unbelievable. I call this folks Sunday folks. Monday through Saturday, I'm going to sin it up. But Sunday, I'm going to be forgiven. Yeah. I'll talk like I love God. I'll do like I love God. But Monday through Saturday... Am I saying that? Am I still that same person that I was on Sunday? But other people see that. Yeah, and they do. <laughs> and that's that's what you put on social media. That's what you text. That's what you say, do, think. Everybody good? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I didn't mean for the deep conversation, but.